And now, time to get in the huddle with your host, Charles Prodger Ritchie, here on the Mass Steel Podcast. Hey, you blink, I'll cut your eyelids off. Don't you blink. Let's go. You get where you feel like you can rush the quarterback. You understand? Rush the quarterback. Do you have room in the trophy for another one there? You got six of them. Now you're the winningest franchise in NFL history. We'll make room. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to another edition here of Show Blitz here of the Mass Steel Podcast. I am, of course, yours truly, your host, Charles Prodigy Richie, right now, as we are getting set right now. Uh, the final week of the 2000. 22 regular season. It is week 18. And before we go any further, continue thoughts and prayers uh, for Damar Hamlin, uh, who earlier this past uh, Monday was uh, trending and uh, was seen on a national stage on Monday Night Football, uh, passed out uh, during the field after making a tackle, had a cardiac arrest. And uh, so far, uh, he seems like he's making uh, good progress so far. He's been in intensive care in Cincinnati for the past week. And it's just a horrific, uh, tragic event to see happen. Anybody watching that game, be honest with you, and to see what happened to this man. It just continues, sad reminder how this game continues to get uh, real brutal as this uh, game continues to be played. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, we're uh, pulling, praying, first of all, for this young man that he continues to have a uh, speedy, safe, pain-free recovery, be home with him and his uh, family. Uh, we were just recently told that he actually uh, FaceTimed into their team uh, meeting, talked to players and coaches, uh, what he said to the team, love you boys. And also, too, the Bills are playing to honor Demar Hamlin, the medical staff during Sunday's game versus the Patriots. Uh, the pay safeties, salary, and flow. So, a very wonderful uh, way to honor this young man and the medical staff. I mean, clearly, it was bigger than just a game. I mean, when you see stuff like this go down. So, Demar, uh, and to the Bills organization, uh, more importantly, your family, loved ones, friends, teammates. And all players continue to be involved. I uh, just want to let you know we're all pulling for you, my man. So please uh, continue to get well, and hopefully you'll find some peace yourself uh, later down the road. As we continue to get on right now, Pittsburgh Steelers right now, it has been an awkward of seasons this year, to say the least. I mean, this is a team right now who should have been not – in the playoff picture, this probably, season should probably been over, over a long time ago. They've been hanging around right now. They're looking right now, I mean, at this point in time for the Pittsburgh Steelers, I mean, to start off this season right now, to be the second 2-6 and six team this year, as mentioned by Brooke Pryor. The Jacksonville Jaguars were the other one. Can the Pittsburgh Steelers be that second team this year to make the playoffs after starting 2-6? and six? Jacksonville Jaguars, after starting two and six, they clinched their playoff berth by winning the AFC South. Uh, that was played uh, yesterday on ESPN on Saturday night's coverage. 
So the Jaguars win the division and thus eliminate the Tennessee Titans uh, getting into the playoffs. That ends a three-year run by the Tennessee uh, Titans. Uh, congratulations to Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Number one overall pick of the 2021 NFL Draft. Uh, he was definitely uh, not really giving a fair, reasonable shot in his first year. I mean, he was, but as everybody remembers, too, there was a lot of bad karma and distractions going on when they had Urban Meyer as the head coach, who was not fully all in with that team. So congratulations to the Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, Trevor Lawrence, and, of course, Doug Pearson, former Philadelphia Eagles coach, uh, who – actually uh, took this job uh, this year. As you remember, the Jacksonville Jaguars, they did not finish with their coach they had uh, interim to finish out the season. So the Pittsburgh Steelers right now, I mean, can you believe it right here? How did we get to this point? And the thing is, too, you also got to remember, too, the Steelers are looking to see if they can probably get another miraculous playoff berth uh, successfully under their belt. Uh, we shall see. I mean, the things right now, how Mike Tomlin continues to manage keeping this team right now. And for those who people who, like myself, are still looking at, you know, where they would fall into the draft, if the season were to end today, let's just say they were in the playoff pitcher. Right now, according to Tank Five, they are the 15th overall pick in the first round. Of course, that could change uh, if they were to lose today. Uh, the Cleveland Browns uh, have a chance to do something uh, special against the Steelers they have not done in a long time, which is uh, sweep the Steelers. And that has definitely been forever. I mean, for this uh, great rivalry. And when you look at like the Browns right there, who the Steelers have been able like uh, dominate for such a long time. I mean, the Steelers right now are ahead in the all-time series during the regular season, 77-61-1. And, and two more wins, that, which makes it 69-62-1, which includes the playoffs uh, where they are 2-1 and one against them in that uh, category. But, I mean, yeah, it's been a long time. I mean, Cleveland Browns has been going for a lot of heartaches and frustration. You also remember, too, Deshaun uh, Watson, who had to start off the season on an 11 game suspension and uh, was fined five million dollars for violating the personal conduct policy for all the the settlement with the women he was involved with back when he was with the Houston uh, Texans and uh, he still uh, very uh, controversial in many people's eyes but I mean he is here right now. He has been the uh, Browns quarterback. He has come back. Uh, Jacoby Brissett, who I thought did a phenomenal job uh, for the Cleveland Browns. I mean, to say the least. I mean, the Cleveland Browns right now, uh, not people, many people want to hear this, but they have a first time to sweep the Steelers since 1988 would have been the last time, November 20th, 1988. And even in the uh, last one that they had where they swept the Steelers, they had as high uh, during that span a seven-game winning streak in there. And now, of course, was with Chuck Knowles uh, out of his run right there where he was worn out, and they pretty much had to replace 
pretty much the old steel curtain defense. Now that pretty much expired pretty much around officially after 1984 when Jack Lambert uh, retired when he had the turf toe injury at the end of his career. But to say the least, though, too, I mean, going back to Jacoby Brissett, who I fought, like I said, I'm going to say this again, he really did an excellent uh, filling job, I mean, for this Cleveland Browns uh, team. I mean, to keep them just within reason. If you look at, like, what he's been able to do this year, half four and seven record. I mean, it's a losing record, but not too far off. Threw for 2,608 yards uh, passing with 12 touchdowns of six interceptions. About 174 yards a game with an 89 QB rating right there. So he took care of the ball. And not only that, though, too, I mean, a guy like Jacoby Brissett, I mean, he was still able to rush, too, for 243 yards. This guy right here, I mean, he has been a serviceable backup for his career, and he proved he could be an interim starter, I mean, for a brief period of time. I mean, like it or not. And yeah, I admit right there, I mean, for the Browns to be in this position, they have nothing to play for except be spoiler makers right now. And as I just uh, mentioned right now in the draft, if things were to end up uh, shaking out today, the Cleveland Browns, they got no first round picks uh, this season uh, going into the draft. Uh, they've uh, got, they've given that up to the Houston uh, Texans. Remember, that was part of the deal to get Deshaun Watson, so they will be without a first-round pick. But again, you look at everything that they've been through like as a franchise this year. I mean, and I tell you what, Deshaun Watson, like the guy or not, I'm not going to get into that other um, element right there. I mean, what he did was wrong. But as a football player, as a quarterback, he is still the real deal right here. No denying that. I mean, career-wise, he has – a touchdown interception ratio of 109 touchdowns, 39 interceptions, which is nothing to blow off, if you ask me. I mean, the Browns, I've always said for the last uh, few years to many people I've interacted with, it's not like they're not trying to win. I don't think that's the case. I think the problem is sometimes what well, it is, too. You could have all the great stuff in the world, but not have the proper character. I think character and team chemistry, especially in an NFL locker room, uh, continues to be significant as it is uh, today. And uh, that's why. So, I mean, they've been making some moves. I mean, you think about some of the past moves, too, even like when they had Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, to pair up, I mean, with the former uh, Cleveland Browns uh, quarterback, uh, Baker Mayfield. I mean, he was now with the Los Angeles Rams. I mean, you still got a very significant, like, uh, team right here if you're the Browns. I mean, you cannot be thinking that everything, you know, like this is going to be a hold down the four steals will win this game. I would like to think so. I think momentum is definitely trending towards, towards the Steelers' favor. I will definitely say that. But I mean, at the same time, we have seen crazier things happen. And as we get into it, let's take a look at the injury report going to this game. Uh, two two guys that they are questionable. This is really going to be a high concern right now. Uh, you got free safety Mika Fitzpatrick, uh, who is dealing with an ankle injury. Uh, he did not practice on Wednesday or Thursday, but he was limited on Friday. So I'm guessing this is going to be a game-time decision, I would imagine. I did not get a chance to check out the stats 
Uh, so please excuse me. And then he got Miles Jack right now, inside linebacker, uh, dealing with a groin injury. He was the Steelers' uh, leading tackler pretty much throughout the season. Uh, he is uh, questionable right now. Uh, like I said, with a groin. Same uh, situation as Mika, where he was limited on Friday to not practice uh, throughout the week. I mean, I tell you what, he has been a uh, welcome signing for the Pittsburgh uh, Steelers, if you ask me, uh, for this year. I mean, he is their leading tackler right now with 100 total tackles uh, for the season, uh, where he's got 59 solo. He's got three tackles for loss. And, and speaking of inside linebackers right now, too, what would be a time right now for a guy like Devin Bush to, like, really – you know, like kind of squash noise and concern what he's had to go for the last few years. I mean, talk about a guy like uh, Devin Bush, I mean, who went through hell and back pretty much and had a last day's goal offseason last year, 2021. I mean, where his production has gone down uh, big time. And when you looked at it, I mean, he was uh, placed on uh, injury reserves from a torn ACL back in 2020, the first year of COVID. Devin Bush, who's looking to try and, like, uh, so the Steelers, he could be worth something. Now, remember, they did not pick up his uh, fifth-year uh, option uh be with the Steelers. But, I mean, at the same time, too, he is still here right now. He's in the final year of his rookie deal. Be interesting if the Steelers would be able to resign him. I mean, this is a guy who's still right now, who after starting off his rookie season, 109 total tackles. I mean, that year, they have forced fumble, uh, nine tackles for loss. He's definitely sold out, sold out quite a bit. He's got 81 right now on the season. And when you look at, I mean, from the Steelers' perspective, uh, defensively, uh, that's uh, ranks third on the team, which is behind Mika Fitzpatrick. So he is the second uh, leading linebacker on the Steelers to uh, be leading uh, tackles right now is Miles Jack with that honor. So we'll see what happens. So, and then you look at, you swift, flip things over to like, and then uh, also too, they will be without uh, free safety, Trey Norwood. Uh, he was pretty much did not practice on Wednesday and Friday. He was limited on Thursday. He is out today. I mean, other than that, uh, let's go take a look at the Cleveland Browns right now. Uh, Cleveland Browns, uh, some noticeable guys they'll be uh, without say. They'll be without uh, right tackle uh, Jack Conklin uh, today. He dealt with an ankle injury, did not practice all week. Uh, they would also be without uh, defensive end uh, Isaiah Thomas right now. Who's their back? Who's their Backup left defensive end. He is uh he dealt with a foot injury. He popped up on the injury report on Thursday and Friday, which did not practice. And Jadavion Clowney, uh, who actually popped up uh surprisingly on Friday, not injury related. I'm not sure what that is, but he is ruled out for today's contest right here. So the Steelers gotta be very careful today in, in this matchup. And if you look at it, too, I think one of the biggest things I've been paying attention to, I mean, when you look at this team right here now, I mean, the Steelers run defense, who's took a while to get into uh, form this season, if you think about it. 
I mean, for, for the most part, I mean, the Cleveland Browns did a number uh, on them this season back in uh, September where they allowed, let's see, 171 yards on the ground right there. And that was behind uh, Jacoby Crissette and Nick Chubb and everybody. And then that game, too, when you look at, like, some of the key factors that stood out, I mean, more in particular right there. I mean, the one turnover that was in that game wasn't until late in the game. That was by, I think, like, uh, where the Steelers were trying to do, like, a a lateral, and they got uh, fumbled and then then scored in for a touchdown. That was at the end of the game, pretty much at the end of regulation right there. Uh, in that game, that was a Thursday night game. That was on uh, Amazon Prime uh, where Trubisky tried throwing a, uh, a short pass to Deontay Johnson, which was top eight yards. He tried lateraling the Jason Claypool for no gain. Then lateral the Najee Harris no gain. Najee Harris fumbled. It was recovered by Denzel Ward in the end zone. And that was the end of that game right there. Uh, went from 17 to 23 to 17 to 29. The Steelers would fall. So right now, I mean, I would think this team is going to be a lot more better going into this game, too. I mean, the Steelers, I think they'll be a lot more better equipped going into it. Uh, still got to get the run game uh, going. So real quick before we get back to the Steelers-Browns uh, games right now, let's go over, like, a historical amount of help they had all time as far as clinching playoffs with help. Now, when you look at it, it has happened uh, six times of the last, I mean, like uh, 46 years now, if you think about it. Dating back to 1976. Uh, they are 6-5 and five in that regard, according to my knowledge. Uh, 1976, uh, they got in uh, with a win, plus they needed the Raiders to beat the Bengals on Monday Night Football, uh, which both happened. The Steelers were able to beat the Oilers and the Raiders before the Bengals, Steelers, who uh, which on that point won on a 10-game winning streak. They won nine in a row to make the playoffs and to win the division. And then they were able to get in uh, the playoffs uh, that year, uh, being the Baltimore uh, Colts. And then they were able to uh, fall, unfortunately, uh, to the then eventual AFC champions, Oakland Raiders, Steelers were trying to three-peat that year. A lot of people still argue, like, Franco Harris and Rocky Blair were not available in that game. However, I, I will say this. I, I do feel right now that the Raiders, that year, it was their time. Unfortunately, as much as anyone wants to hear it from me to your chagrin, Raiders were uh, coming back on teams and uh, had so much a lot of adversity. I'm not sure if that would have made that much of a difference. I think it would have been a close game, but I think in the end, the Raiders was still found a way to come back and gone on to the Super Bowl. As much as the Steelers were trying to repeat, I mean, in that year. And uh, remember, the Steelers, don't forget, opening game of that 1976 season, they blew a two-touchdown uh, lead in the opener uh, twice. And uh, they had to uh, lose that game, uh, basically. And that was in Oakland uh, back in 1976. Then, of course, 1977, 
Uh, they needed a win plus an Oilers win over the Bengals. Uh, what happened there? Uh, basically, the Steelers uh, that year in a very uh, pivotal game, they lost to the Cincinnati Bengals back in week 13 when it was a 14-game uh, schedule. They lost to the Bengals in Cincinnati 10-17, so they needed to win that game uh, at the Chargers in San Diego at the time, and they needed the Oilers to beat the Bengals. That happened. Steelers got into the playoffs. 1989 was the most craziest of scenarios. Steelers needed the win, and then they needed the Raiders, Colts, Dolphins, and Bengals. So they needed four teams to lose. All teams lost. Steelers got into the playoffs. They won a playoff game against the Houston Oilers against uh, Jerry Glanville, who got on the Chuck Noble skin big time, was ruling for at least three seasons at that point. Uh, they will eventually lose to the Denver Broncos. I believe it was an overtime in the divisional round. Broncos would go on to the ASU championship right there, but that was the last uh, glimmer of flash that Chuck Noll would have for his head coaching career and his run with the Pittsburgh Steelers before his transition over to Bill Cowher. 1993, another one. They need a, a win plus a Jets and either a Raiders or Dolphins loss. Steelers beat the Browns. Plus, the Dolphins lost to the Patriots, and the Jets lost to the Oilers. Steelers get into the playoffs. They will lose to the Kansas City Chiefs in the wild card round of the play playoffs. Joe Montana and the Chiefs. Uh, Montana Magic, unfortunately, will prevail over the Pittsburgh Steelers in Kansas City in Arrowhead Stadium in that regard right there, along with Marcus Allen, too, who was their running back who left the Kansas City – I mean, who left the L.A. Raiders at the time, warmers of the Kansas City Chiefs. 2015, Steelers needed a win plus a Bills win over the New York Jets. Steelers beat the Browns uh, back in Cleveland on the final game of the season, Week 17. And then the Bills took care of business against New York, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Well, I say going forward, is the B-I-L-L-S, Bills, Bills, Bills. That happens, Steelers get in the playoffs. They win the opening wild card round, which is a crazy wild card uh, round matchup. As everyone can remember, I think the Steelers had a 15 point lead against the Bengals in Cincinnati. Uh, ben Rossberg had to lead the game and then was able to come back. And then Antonio Brown had a concussion. Wild finish. Steelers would get a game winning field goal, face some brutal penalties by the Cincinnati Bengals. Fontes, uh, perfect. Then last year, of course. 2021, Steelers made a win plus a Colts loss, and then the Raiders and Chargers had to make sure that game did not end in the tie. They were both tied. They were both got in the playoffs, thus eliminating Pittsburgh Steelers, who lost, by the way, both of those teams that season. So, again, just to recap, Steelers, uh, to my record and research, from my knowledge, where they need to get into the playoffs, where they had to win and have some help, 1976, 1977, 1989, 1993, uh, 2015, and 2021. So they are 6-4-11 in that regard, in that category. So we'll see if this is able to hold true uh, today. We'll find out uh, right now. It's still a reasonable long shot. Uh, the Steelers today, their playoff scenario help. They'd have to still, of course, beat the Browns. That's going to be the first and foremost important thing. Plus, they would need the Miami Dolphins to lose to the New York JTS, Jets, Jets, Jets. Uh, they'll need them to lose to the Jets. 
and plus the Patriots, they'll need a Patriots loss to the Buffalo Bills. The Patriots, their simplest path of gains to the playoffs uh, is just when they're in. They currently uh, own the number seven seed, but the Bills may still have something to play for right now. The Kansas City Chiefs uh, yesterday, I'm not sure how much that's going to affect uh, the Bills uh, versus uh, Patriots game, but the Kansas City Chiefs, who have uh, won and clinched the first round by now here's the thing too. Now remember with this whole uh two of the transmits on Monday night, the impact of the Bills Bengals game uh being canceled. Uh for anyone uh wondering, just to recap right now, the Bengals, who by the way, as a result on Monday night, they have officially canceled I mean they they, they officially canceled the Bills uh Bengals game. They are not rescheduling that game. They're not gonna do it next week. That is no more. Uh, so they're going to let that stand as in. No ties. It's just going to be a no contest. So the Bengals do automatically get awarded the division. But however, here's where the screwy part comes in that the Bengals can no longer obtain the AFC's number one seed and the first round bye. So right now, the Bills, who, by the way, they were trying to clinch a seed, that's out the window right now. They could clinch as high as number two. But the Bengals, they finish as a number two seed with a win versus the Ravens, plus a Bills loss to the Patriots. Another Any other scenario, the Bengals will earn the number three seed. Okay, so once again, for the Bengals to finish as a number two seed, they need to beat the Ravens today, plus a Bills loss to the Patriots, and then they'll be the number three seed. Now, two, here's where it gets interesting at right now. Because usually if you're the division winner, division winner, winners will usually get a home game to host a playoff game in all likely scenarios. Not this time because it's one less game. And then they're also looking at it too. If the Ravens were able to beat the Bengals today, they'd sweep the Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati Bengals would still have a better winning percent at 688, while the Ravens would have a 647 win percent. The only problem is right now, since it's one lesser game, it'll be marked out as that the Ravens have swept the Bengals throughout the regular season. So they would have to go into a coin flip to decide who would get like a home field, uh, basically, right now. And that's uh, the only part that gets a little uh, screwy right now. Uh, in the event the Ravens win the coin toss and host the Bengals, Cincinnati would still be the number three seed and the Ravens the number six seed. So that would be crazy in itself. A number, uh, a lower seed hosting a higher seed, dual coin toss because it's one lesser game. And then, but the fact they did sweep, they would go on to sweep the Bengals if that holds true right now. But for the rest of the playoffs right now, I mean, you're you're pretty much looking at right now if either the Bills, Chiefs, or Bengals uh, right now. Because right now, here's the thing, too. Even though the Kansas City Chiefs have uh, clinched uh, the number one seed and the first round bye, I mean, they, the Buffalo Bills could still win, and then they could still win a long way to the playoffs as Kansas City Chiefs. And the Bills and Chiefs are more likely be at a neutral uh, site. And then, but also, too, right now, that, that's where we're looking at. So it's going to be a neutral site. Indianapolis, Lucas Oil Stadium has been one of the newest, 
noticeable sites they've been looking at. According to Tom Pelissero, uh, Detroit Lions uh, Ford Field will be out of the question right now because they still got a chance to get in for the wild card. And of course, a wild card, they cannot host a home game. They're trying to beat the Packers today. They need to have the CLC Hawks on top of that to clinch the playoffs. The Green Bay Packers just need a win, and they are in right now. So they plan on ripping out the turf. And that's going to take oh, at least a couple of weeks or months to get that in order. So that's one of the reasons why Detroit would be out of the question. Or it'll be at a stadium where potentially it could be an outdoor stadium with weather. But I would think ideally it'll be like indoor at this point. I like Lucas Oil Stadium a lot. That's a fair, reasonable, uh, neutral site, especially for an AFC title game uh, for anything to come. So here we go. Let's go ahead and finish this thing out right now. 2022, hopefully we can finish out as a miraculous season. Let's go into keys for the game uh, for today's uh, matchup regarding the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cleveland Browns. Uh, I will definitely say this. This is definitely going to be a nail-biter if you ask me. I'm going to say key number one right now, uh, it starts with uh, like stopping and controlling the run. I remember, like I said, the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, this year – I mean, when they lost that game to the Cleveland uh, Browns in Cleveland Thursday night on Amazon Prime, I mean, think about it. That, that ground, they, the amount of yards they gave up on the ground was the second most uh, this year. And a lot of their uh, yards on the run, they have surrendered, interestingly enough, at least three out of the top five amount of yards rushing came from within their division. The Baltimore Ravens have the most uh, ran on the Steelers, with the exception, of course, last week on uh, Sunday Night Football. I mean, they did a good job uh, defending that this time around. I mean, last Sunday night. Of course, they didn't have Lamar Jackson. I mean, they had uh, in that game uh, for the Baltimore Ravens, uh, Tyler Huntley, but still right there. I mean, a much better adjustment at 215 yards. Uh, in that game, I mean, last week uh, for the Baltimore Ravens, uh, they cut that down 85 yards less, 120 uh, yards, and the Steelers were able to outgain them on the ground by 78 more yards, 198 yards on the ground. And last time the Steelers versus the Browns, they had 65 yards on the ground as opposed to the Cleveland Browns, 215. So that's going to be a key right there. Uh, definitely right there, they'll need to get chubby and uh, – or they'll need to slip down Nick Chubb. Excuse me, no pun intended. I apologize, Nick Chubb, and you and uh, your teammates and family watching this. My apologies. Uh, just having a little rib here, but, you know, seriously. But that's what they're going to have to do. Uh, key number one. Uh, key number two for the Pittsburgh uh, Steelers in today's uh, contest right now, it's going to have to be uh, right now setting the tempo right now, uh, if you ask me. I mean, one of the biggest things, too, uh, that they are doing right now, I mean, it's like uh, their third down uh, conversion right now. I mean, right now, I mean, they're doing good right now. They're seventh in the league, but they need to do a better job attacking the red zone. Not third down conversion, excuse so attacking the red zone. They are currently uh, 20th in that regard. They converted 25 out of 48 red zone attempts for about 52%. It's pretty decent. Very solid. You got to make sure you keep that uh, up to snuff right there. So that's going to be a, a main thing right there. 
And how you're going to do that, you're going to have to do that uh, with some guys. I would say definitely involve like uh, George Pickens and Pat Fryer move. Maybe use Deontay Johnson as a, as a decoy right now. Because as you look at, I mean, uh, George Pickens, who is the third, has got the third most reception yards on the year. He's got 729 yards, but still Deontay Johnson, who has been targeted the most, uh, bulls everyone out of the sky. He's got 137 targets. He's caught 84 of them. Not a real good clutch uh, guy when it comes to hanging out of the ball, but that's the very key right there. So I think I use Deontay Johnson as a decoy. I think try and see if they could like hook up if they could hook up with Pat Fryermuth and George uh, Pickens right there. That will be another key right there. And then uh, last but not least, key number three. I'm only going to do uh, three keys for today's game. It's going to be the Steelers' offensive line in uh, this game, this contest right now. I'll tell you what. The one guy um, I'm going to be looking at today is uh, Dan Moore uh, going up against the Cleveland Browns' uh, pass rush right now. When you look at the Cleveland Browns right now, I mean, for this season, I mean, you still got to contend with a guy like uh, Miles uh, Garrett, by the way, who's their uh, leading uh, sacker with uh, 15, uh, by the way, uh, sacks for the year. Still a, a pretty legit defensive player of the year uh, candidate. He plays on the left side, so he'd be... Uh, more or less uh, matched up uh, with uh, Steelers uh, right tackle uh, Chuk Wilma Okorafor. So, excuse me. But you can also add Dan in there, but I'd say more so Chuk's uh, in that regard. Uh, he's going to have to help up but try and protect uh, Kenny Pickett on his feet because if you think about it too, when you look at like quarterbacks, uh, I mean, who are doing try, trying to do what they can I mean, when it comes to throwing uh, under uh, pressure, I mean, for this year, I mean, Kenny Pickett has uh, not been, you know, that savvy. And I think that's where a lot of times he'll get a little overwhelmed at times. And he's about like a bomb five in that regard as far as like throwing under pressure. So that's going to be it for this edition here of the, of the, of the Steelers versus Browns uh, pregame show. Let's see if they can pick up the swim. But other than that, man, uh, just want to just continue. Uh, please, everybody, let's continue to unite. Continue to pray for Tamar Hamlin and his family, uh, loved ones, friends, and teammates. Anybody continues to put their butts on the line for this game of football. Once again, you guys can follow me on social media, on Twitter at MetasteelCGR, and on Instagram at MetasteelNation. Uh, let's see if the Steelers can be 7 for 12. Uh, clinching a playoff spot with help. For Charles Pride Richie and the Metal Steel Podcast, as always, leave it. Don't be trolling. Be rolling. Here we go, Steelers. Here we go. Here we go, Steelers. Here we go. Here we go, Steelers. Here we go. I don't. <laughs>